Creativity alone just won't cut it. The C Word is a podcast about when creative meets business. You're in a place for designers who want a creative business in which they're valued. Great client relationships, work to be proud of, and the moolah to show for it. All with your sanity and creative mojo intact. Join me, Beck Hughes, your creative business cheer squad, for weekly chats to inspire and spur you into action. Let's challenge the BS, the shoulds, the fads and the FOMO and find what works for you. We all make mistakes. I've made plenty. Everyone likes to tell us that we shouldn't hang on to them. And look, we probably shouldn't hang on to them, certainly for not too long. And whether in life or business... I think there are probably two main reasons for those mistakes. Either we let our emotions drive us, regardless of the outcomes, and that's called rushing in, being impulsive, being hot-headed, hedonistic even. Or the opposite of that, which is also driven by emotion, which is holding back because it feels too hard or it feels scary. I don't want to be criticised. I don't feel worthy of this. Or the second reason for our mistakes is we don't know what we don't know. So we're crashing about doing things, maybe doing things incorrectly, or we make errors because we don't have all the skills and the knowledge. Now, the cheesy version is mistakes are part of learning. And look, that's probably true. But the process may well be hang on to it, get annoyed with ourselves, but at some point we have to let it go and we have to say, well, what can I learn from this? So it's about learning to balance emotional responses with rational ones or seeing that we need to educate ourselves, get new insight, acquire knowledge so we don't make the same mistakes again. Because isn't that the definition of madness? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. We don't want to do that. And those drivers, emotion and lack of knowledge, are exactly the same when it comes to designers and brand strategy. And this is what I want to talk about today. Now, just to be clear, I'm talking about designers offering brand strategy as part of their service, not their own brand strategy in their own business. That's a whole other podcast, I think. So let's talk about emotion in the context of your brand strategy offer. When emotion takes over, we let our thoughts and our self-image, how we see ourselves, get in the way of the outcome. Things like, I don't believe in myself or my insight. I don't think I've got the authority to talk about this. So I'm reluctant to push the possibilities or push the client because I don't think I'm qualified to do that. I don't believe I have the ability to do the deep work. This feels scary. I don't want to run a workshop. I don't want to challenge the client's feedback. So self-belief can get in the way of great brand strategy because you don't let yourself lean into it and you don't believe in your insight and your intuition. And then there's the other mistake driver, let's call it, when you don't know what you don't know. You're possibly not even sure what great strategy actually looks like or how to create it. So you just bimble along happily doing what you're doing with no one telling you that it's 
could be better, that it's not quite right. But if no one tells you in brand strategy or in life (laughs) where you're dropping the ball, either because emotions are taking over or you don't have the knowledge, you'll just never know. You won't realize you're repeating the same mistake. So my daughter plays netball. She started netball 12 months ago and she's come on leaps and bounds. And she's a great center. Like she really is, she's fast. She's a great passer of the ball. She calls for the ball. She reads the game, all of that stuff. But we went and did grading last night and she was marking the player by facing them rather than turning her back to them and facing the player with the ball. So she was facing her player to mark them, but she couldn't see what was going on behind her. So she couldn't see where the ball was going to go. So do I tell her that? Or do I just let her keep doing that until the mistake becomes a learned behavior and it becomes harder and harder to change? Well, I mentioned it to her and I did it in a nice way. I'm not a full-blown soccer mum. But she took it on board and she learned from it and hopefully she won't keep doing it. But if no one told her, if I just let her keep playing like that, and if her coaches didn't perhaps even notice for a while, then she's making a mistake that she doesn't have to keep making. So pointing out someone's errors isn't mean, it isn't about getting one over them, it's actually because you want them to be better. Particularly if it's done with that intent, with that goodwill as the foundation for it. So in today's podcast, I want to start with the basics of where some designers are going a little bit off piste. Because just like my daughter, when you're made aware that you're falling into some of the common traps, you can work on it if you're so inclined, if you want to make a change, if you want to improve. So the first mistake, it's a biggie. It's one that probably keeps me awake at night a little bit. It's treating brand strategy as a questionnaire. So more specifically, collating your client's answers to a questionnaire and calling that brand strategy. And lots of designers do it. I'm not here to make you feel bad about it. I'm not here to throw shade on what you're doing. I just want to let you know quite honestly and with all the best intentions, having done this for it is 25 years now, I'm reluctant to say it, but it is, having been involved in brand strategy, delivered it myself, worked with lots of brand strategists, a questionnaire is not a brand strategy, simple. The problem with relying on a questionnaire to inform brand strategy is it's biased. It comes with baggage. It's all the things that your client has already tried, didn't work, doesn't really want to do, is afraid of, is reluctant to do. So when you ask the client the question, you have to remember that it will be overlaid with their own mindset, their own, in inverted commas, limiting beliefs. A questionnaire misses nuances because it's essentially what's called a canned response. It can be overthought, it's written down, and it's like any invitation for input or feedback. When someone is asked a question, they'll really put some thought into it. But what you won't get 
is their gut feeling, their intuitive response, probably the real and raw response. You'll get the polished version. You'll get the highlight reel, potentially. A questionnaire is often a one point of view, which can make it a very narrow perspective. It's only your client's perspective. It's not their team. It's not their audience, for example. It's not their prospective client. It's just them. And chances are you won't find an innovative perspective amongst the answers of a questionnaire. Because people find it very hard to innovate when they're close to something. And not everyone innovates naturally. And I happen to think it's your job to innovate and bring something new to the project. It's not the client's job or they wouldn't need you. Expecting your client to know the answers and saying you offer brand strategy is a contradiction on the grandest scale. Sorry if that sounds dramatic. It probably is a bit dramatic, but it's a massive contradiction. The two are not the same thing. Sure, you might start out with a questionnaire. That's okay. You want to gather information, but that's not the brand strategy. It's the process that you then go through. It's the new or clearer insight that you bring to your client. And it's how you articulate that insight in a usable way. That is where the value is. Not in collating some responses from your client and presenting that back to them in what is essentially a reverse brief. Brand strategy is a living, breathing organism. Sounds gross, but it's not. It's something that should bring life to every part of a business. It's not a list of values and personality traits that gather dust on a shelf. So that discussion, that layered input, that intuitive response is super important. And it's not what you get from a questionnaire. The second mistake, which I think is fairly common amongst designers, is seeing brand strategy as the design brief, not as a compass for the whole business. So designers might focus on the elements of brand strategy that inform design, in particular things like personality traits or visual positioning. But those things are actually design strategy. They're asking the question of how will the visual execution amplify the brand that we've articulated? So it overlooks decisions about how the brand should behave, how the brand should be productized. So AKA the products and services it should offer and what it should say to articulate its value in the world. So when you just see the brand strategy as the precursor to you doing the design and not as a broader piece of work that helps orientate the business, again, It's not really a brand strategy. It's a design strategy that you're developing. This is perhaps one of the biggest gaps for me, the third mistake. And it's something that I chatted with someone about over Instagram DMs recently, because I think it's one of the biggest gaps in brand strategy, not just when designers do the work, but also in big agencies. It's very often the piece that is overlooked, just doesn't happen, It's a common theme in brand strategy that brand strategists of all walks of life, all shapes and sizes, miss the importance of this piece. 
it's a really big one. And this is not connecting the dots between the strategy and the use case. So the theory and the application, essentially. So you develop this 20-page missive articulating all the facets of your client's brand. Their personality, their positioning, their perspective, their purpose. It's all clearly defined. But quite typically, your client still doesn't know how to put that brand into action, how to take that information and use it for the benefit of their brand and their business. Part of brand strategy, in my opinion, is showing how that strategy comes to life. How does a brand like this behave? What experiences might it create? What language does it use? How does it look? What are all the ways that this brand will be applied, come to life, to create the emotions, perceptions, beliefs and motivation in its audience? Because a list of personality traits, an articulation of a business vision or a collection of values won't do that on its own. It has to be used. Like with so many things, brand strategy is very often the what and the why, but there's no how. So it explains why this brand strategy is important. It explains what the facets of your brand are, but then it doesn't go on to tell your client how to use it. And it's connecting those dots that will set apart a good brand strategist from a great brand strategist. Now, I touched on this next mistake when I was talking about the questionnaire as brand strategy. Very often, what I find is a brand strategy process doesn't go deep enough to question and to challenge upfront. For me, brand strategy is like your vegetable portion, (laughs) what it should be anyway. It should take up the majority of your plate, so I'm told. So it's not a box ticking exercise. It should be a deep and rigorous part of the process. It's not something you've got to get over and done with quickly so you can get on to the nice bit. It's actually where the work is. It's important to have time for deep dive, challenge, discussion, proactively and intentionally built into your process. And this is why the questionnaire is an issue. It doesn't go deep enough. It's very surface level. It's so important to build in workshops and open-ended formats into your strategy process so there's time to dig around a bit more. And this really sets you apart. This is what is the difference between being someone who does design and a consultant who creates strategy. Because being a consultant isn't about having the answers. It's about having the confidence and the competence to make time to ask questions. Asking questions isn't weakness. It's not problematic because you don't have the answer. Good consultants know that they need to question and challenge at every step of the way. And it really is what will set you apart. And it's what will shift your perception into being someone who has authority and is leading the client. It will elevate your value and it will elevate the level of trust that your client has in you. Challenge and question 
It should be your mantra. It should be the thing that you're doing every day if you want to make great brand strategy part of your design business. Now, the next one, it sort of links to that because when you don't feel that sense of authority and this is that emotion coming in where mistakes happen because we don't believe that we are good enough, we don't believe we have the authority to do this, we can allow the client to lead the process, to water it down. They suddenly become the driver of the strategy, not you. So the client gets cold feet, they resist change, they want to DIY at all stages of a project. And the strategy is no different. But if you let your client's resistance to change drive the strategy, it will have a knock-on effect to the rest of the project. It will mean that you don't get the level of impact that everyone talked about and everyone was excited about in the beginning. Don't roll over on the strategy and ensure the outcome is one that will make a real shift for your client. And this really is, again, about taking that leadership role and not letting the client run away with the strategy. Just like it's important not to allow the client to design by committee and be prescriptive about design changes, the same applies to the strategy. I see lots of content around strategy being about vision and values that that's a big part of brand strategy and they certainly are ingredients to it your client's purpose their values and vision are part of the inputs of a brand strategy but they can become very introspective if the client isn't guided when it comes to their relevance So the mistake here is letting brand strategy become very inward looking, become a navel gazing exercise, as I like to call it, as everyone stands around looking inwards and thinking about what's my values, what is my vision for the business and making it all about themselves. And mediocre brand strategy often facilitates and encourages that point of view. But ultimately, a brand is about the audience. It's not about the client. It's not about what they like. It's not about what they don't like. It's not about what color they're going to paint their lounge room or what the majority of the color palette is in their wardrobe. What's important to them, what they value, what their purpose is, what their vision is for the business needs to translate to an audience win. It needs to be relevant to who they want to attract, who they want to talk to. So articulating a vision and values that are very personal to a client and don't cross the bridge into connecting and captivating their audience, it's arbitrary. And that's where it becomes very hard, going back to one of the previous mistakes that I talked about, it becomes very hard to articulate the use case for that because it actually serves no purpose in how this brand will come to life in the wild. It's a very personal thing. It has to ladder, it has to be the bridge to the audience. And finally, you know what? Brand strategy at its best is super, super simple. And yeah, okay, I do present a fairly comprehensive strategy document as part of my client process, my project process. But 
If you can't articulate that brand strategy solution in a few words or a sentence, if it needs those 20 slides to explain it, it's probably not definitive or clear enough. So absolutely, you want to take your client on the journey. You want to explain the rationale. There are lots of elements that make a brand strategy, but ultimately, if it doesn't come together in one simple message, it won't really work. The client's probably not going to be able to use it. They may not even really understand it. So at the core of my brand strategy framework is what I call the sun, which is the shared uplifting narrative. A simple creative expression, a few words or a sentence of where the brand and its audience meet and get what they both desire. So if you can't articulate everything that you've done and found about the brand into that simple shared uplifting narrative, that thing that binds them, that thing that they both want in a creative, captivating way, then there's still work to do. Everything we've done to that point in understanding and defining the opportunity for the brand is bottled and corked in those few words. And sometimes that becomes a tagline or... Those words are a mantra or a guiding principle for the brand. Importantly, what they are is the sense check for everything the brand does and is from there onwards. And when it comes to something like that, that you want to be able to share across an organization or with a client who's never done a brand process before, the simpler, the shorter, the more succinct, the better. And it's hard to make something simple. It's easier to overcomplicate something. Boiling something down to its purest essence is tricky, but that's the job of brand strategy, being able to articulate it in just a few words. So, my lovely, if you feel you might be tripping up on some of these, first and foremost, don't fret. As we said at the start, cheese alert, mistakes are part of learning, regardless of how cheesy that is. Clichés are clichés for a reason. It's now what you do with the knowledge that you're making a bit of a misstep that counts. So if there are gaps in your knowledge or your process or your approach, I just want you to ask yourself, what will you do now to fill them? Do you want to fill them? (laughs) And what work can you do to strengthen your brand strategy, to make it really, really rigorous, transformative work for your client? Well, you can come and hang out with me, of course. Just go and check out my website, betcues.com, and you can find freebies as well as paid options, depending on how much you want or feel ready to invest at this point to help you become a better brand strategist. And I'm not saying this is about you not being a designer anymore. I'm saying it's about bringing excellent, easeful brand strategy into your business and making that part of your client experience. So I hope you found that useful. I would love to know if any of that resonated with you. This isn't a podcast about criticising what you're doing or your process as it stands. It really is just about me wanting you to be better. And if no one tells you, you will never know. What you don't know, you just don't know. And I really do want you to be the best that you can be at this. So as always, have an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of your week and I can't wait to chat to you again really, really soon. 
Thank you so much for joining me, Beck Hughes, on the C Word podcast. If you'd like to know more about me and how we can work together, head on over to my website at beckhughes.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at Beck Hughes Branding. And if you like what you heard, subscribe, leave a review and share with your friends and business buddies who might like to listen in too. The music for this podcast is by Penguin Music on Pixabay.